Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber, and joining me is the only man I've ever met who's had a three of a kind with two cards. That's my friend, Waylon Davis. Say hi, Waylon. Hey, everybody. <laughs> That's right. That's why you do not play poker with this man because he will beat you no matter what. <laughs> uh, so last night, dude, the interview with Big Mala. Oh, that was fantastic. Yeah, it really was she's great. Yeah, and um, and I actually had to. If anybody who listened to it and kind of caught me in my mistake, I actually just sent her a message. This um, actually, it, it, well, I don't even think we talked about it, but we were suggesting some songs for her like off the air, and one of the songs I suggested was "Runaway Train" by ACDC. However, the name of the song is "Rock and Roll Train." So I just had to get that off my chest and because being a big music man, <laughs> you know, that I am just having it wrong. It was just, it was irking me. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, so how's your day going? Uh, uh other than the kids getting in trouble, it was, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, same here. Um, you know, and you know, seeing, you know, little bit of wrestling news and uh one of those the big yeah. I, yeah i'd say the big item you know in wrestling news right now is going to be the subject of our show and that's uh what is going on with ring of honor yeah i know i started seeing the report started coming in last night and i was like my twitter feed was just blowing up with different from like WrestleZone and pw insider and even Ring of Honor, you know, they put out a statement and uh, it was just, uh, I just couldn't believe what they were, that they're saying. I mean, they're talking about taking a three and a half month hiatus and then coming back in, in April of next year. And it's like, and I mean, they have a roster full of talented men and women, so... Mm-hmm. I hate it, especially, I mean, especially this time, you know, we're still, you know, things are getting better, but we're still in the pandemic, and then holidays are coming, and it's just, that's going to be a rough time for them. I hate it for them. Yeah, and, well, all I can say is, you know, I guess fortunately that they are holding on to their contracts till at least December. So they will be paying them through Christmas. Yeah. They, um, anybody's contracts that are, they're basically going to pay them until their contract ends. Like some people's contracts will end the end of this year. Uh, there may be some contracts that'll get paid through March of next year. Just depends on the length of the contract, but, uh, everybody is free to work other places uh like immediately from what i understand because uh the ring of honor world champion uh bandito has already <clears throat> got some dates booked for uh game changer wrestling okay so he's already, he's already getting stuff lined up and i can <clears throat> i can guarantee other ones are already you know, a lot of them are on Twitter, you know, putting their contact information out for bookings. And you know what? I don't blame them. And oh, there's, that's, yeah, I mean, and and we would definitely be getting into that. Uh, but first, I want to go ahead and give our contact and listening info. 
Uh, if you'd like to email us, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Instagram, also at armchairbooking. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. We have a TikTok channel. We have a YouTube channel. And any kind of podcast platform you can think of, we're probably there. If we're not there, let us know, and we'll make sure we get there. And, yeah, every time I, I try to list them all, I, I just find more and more. So I've decided, you right. know what, I'm just not even going to really list them because uh, there's a lot. That's what I do. Anybody, anytime anybody asks me, you know, where they can find our podcast, I'm like, just do a Google search. You know, I give them like Amazon, right. you know, things like that. But I just tell them if you Google search it, you can find us probably on most most podcast platforms. Yep. And and here lately, we've actually been meeting people who listen to us, and that's always kind of a yeah. bonus. Yeah. Um, and we we certainly appreciate the feedback. And I've actually met people that I've turned on to the podcast, and I haven't seen the people since, so I don't know if they've listened, but hopefully they are, in, including the man that I met at Fairfield um, a few weeks ago. Because it turns out he's a big wrestling fan and he's a big podcast fan. And I told him about it. So, sir, if you're listening, uh, just send me a message. Let me know. So, yeah, there was a guy at uh, Walgreens in Metropolis, and uh, I had on a wrestling shirt, and we started talking about uh, wrestling. I think it was a Bullet Club shirt. And uh, <clears throat> so, uh, Hope told him that, you know, we have this podcast, and he asked what, you know, he asked what it was, and I gave him the info. And he was going on break. He's like, I'm going to go check it out now. So if you're listening, I appreciate it. Yep. Thank you very much. <laughs> yep. And, and like I said, we had uh, the leader of the Women's Revolution in the Northern Russell Federation, Big Mom, we had her on last night. And that was just an absolutely fantastic time. Um, I, I'd have to, I even told Dwaylon afterwards, I think we laughed hardest at any interview we had with her. I think so. I mean, she's... <laughs> She was so great. She was hilarious. Yeah. And, you know, just the way she tells the stories and then found out she was uh, pregnant during a battle royal that she didn't know she was pregnant. But, <laughs> you know, but hey, that's life of wrestler. Uh, I'm sure she found out soon afterwards. It's just like Paige, you know, her mom apparently was about six months pregnant with her before she found out and she had yeah. been wrestling the entire time. Yeah. You know, so uh, it could have been a little bit more of a difference. It could have been a more dire situation, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we are definitely going to have to have her on again. And, you know, she's got a lot of travels coming up. And and she is certainly the, the locker room leader uh, for the women and probably a lot of the men, too. Because well, I can tell you, oh, they all look up to her. I mean, it, it's pretty obvious, you know, if you ever if you're ever able to get around them, yeah, they, I mean, they all respect her quite a bit. You know, awesome. and, and she's earned it. You know, so uh, Ring of Honor, like Dwayne and I were just saying, Ring of Honor put out a message saying, come basically January 1st or December 31st, however you want to look at it, they are releasing every single person on their roster. And there are a few exceptions where their contracts are, are not up until April, but they are not going to be having any events after that until April, their pay-per-view. And anybody on the roster is right now free to go work for anybody else. They're not holding them to any kind of non-compete clauses. And, uh, and I actually think that's pretty admirable. 
I do too. And you got to think, Ring of Honor through the entire pandemic. I mean, they went like eighteen months almost with no show, with no live crowd, with no right. story or anything, just in the stu- in an empty studio. And but they didn't release anyone. Everyone got paid because they wanted to make sure that everybody got taken care of during the pandemic. And I, you know, I completely respect that, but I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of caught up with them. And I hate that Mm -hmm. because they did, you know, they did the right thing, but I think it's, it hurt them in the end. And, uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. I hate to see, I hate to see them go, but my personal opinion is I don't see how they're going to come back from this because as quick as the landscape of professional wrestling changes, a a three and a half month hiatus, you know, pro wrestling could be completely different by next April. And I don't know how they're going to come back. And I did see something on uh, WrestleZone. Let me get it. I had it pulled up. Um, let's see. There, when they come, it says, "I got this from Russell's own." Um, reportedly, when Ring of Honor returns from the self-imposed hiatus, they're going to focus on non-contracted talent. They said they're going to run it more like an independent, a true independent show, like it used to be at the beginning, where. They just bring people in for certain dates and certain stories and matches or whatever, but they're not going to have anybody really under contract. Hmm. Okay. Uh, that'll be interesting. That'll be almost like an old territory in a way. Yeah. But in this day and age, I don't know how well that's going to work. Who? Who is the main booker? Do you know? Um. Let me see. It was... Marty Skrull was the main booker, but then he got in some trouble and got released. So, let me check. I know Delirious was doing some booking, but I don't know if he's the head booker or not. I will look as well. I'm looking over uh, a big list of their their roster right there. Okay, Yep, senior producer, and also known as the Booker. <laughs> yep, also running the uh, Ring of Honor dojo. So they have the infrastructure there in place to actually have a, a good company. It's just, like I said, the money situation, because the other companies, what actually has Impact opened up with fans? Because I have not wa- actually watched Impact in yes, a while. Impact has fans in the in the arena now. Okay. Well, I think the only thing that's been keeping Ring of Honor afloat is the fact that they are part of the Sinclair group. You know, so they already have that financial backing there. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, I was talking to Hope earlier, and um, I was telling her, I'm like, I'm wondering if this isn't a, isn't similar to the WCW situation where Time Warner bought bought Turner Broadcasting and then didn't want to be in the wrestling business anymore. Uh, let me see. Oh, Sinclair, publicly traded. Um, wow. 
They own 193 stations. Yeah. See, they have the they have the stations, but the thing is, I don't think like they're not on Ring of Honor's not on a lot of Sinclair's TV stations, which makes no sense since Sinclair owns the company. Yeah, because that was one of the things about WCW was they were owned by Turner, so they were on Turner stations because yeah, and yeah, you when, don't yeah you don't have to pay anybody from the outside to actually have shows. And then when AOL Time Warner came in when they had the merger and they took over Turner Broadcasting, they took wrestling off TV. Right. Sinclair's saying that they're not taking wrestling off TV, mm-hmm. but if you're not holding any events then there's no TV. If you're going to take a three and a half month hiatus, then, and you're letting the majority of your roster go at the end of the year, you can't have TV taping with no roster. Well, and that means that they're paying these wrestlers. And even if they were contracted, I was even thinking of a number, uh, you know, if they were all contracted at 50,000 a year, which is low you know, for right. a wrestler. Uh, but, they have what around 60, 65 wrestlers on the roster, Probably, you know, yeah. and if you include referees, things like that, you know, so you're talking, that's $3 million a year. Yeah. And, and they're not bringing any revenue in from it. I, I don't know if they have merch. Uh, yeah. They've got a, they've got a website, a ring of honor shop. Okay. Yeah, it's called honor shop. And, okay. Uh, you can buy merchandise, and you can buy you can buy T-shirts, DVDs, because I bought some stuff from there before. Okay, so they do have a way of bringing in income. It's just, it's not the live revenue. Yeah, you know, uh, and I know merch can bring in a lot. Don't get me wrong, because that's that's how a lot of them, especially the wrestlers themselves, a lot of times you go to like the NWF shows. During the intermit, well, before the show, during the intermission, and after the show, there's there's some of the wrestlers. I mean, they they know. I mean, they're back there selling their merch. Yeah. And and the, because they know, I mean, that's it can yeah. bring in some money. Yep. And you know, but with you still need to have that that live uh, crowd because I can't imagine a Ring of Honor show probably what twenty twenty five dollars maybe right now probably yeah yeah um and uh well how big is there the well the place that they film in 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 baltimore i mean i don't know if it's a studio or well because yeah the pandemic just killed everything it really did yeah but if it was a thousand people you know there's twenty five thousand dollars yeah you know on the low end um you know not to also not to include you know your your stack bar and, and I know some of that goes to other companies and yeah um but unfortunately I think it had become kind of a losing venture but they didn't like you said they didn't shut it out off outright I mean I think they do want I, I don't think it's necessarily an issue of somebody came in at, like they did it at Turner you know AOL bought them and one person said I don't like wrestling and by the way it's it's a it's been losing money hand over fist for the past, you know, four years. And, uh, and when you're losing money, yeah, you can't expect to stay, but they were already taking care of them. So I think they'll give it a try. And I, I'm, they said they're going to reimagine everything. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know what that means. I mean, it may mean, okay, they're, they're doing an oil change. I mean, they're flushing out the roster and then making room for new people, giving the people now a chance to go and, hey, um, apply your craft at a different place. You know, we yeah. still want you to work. It's just the, like the current landscape of pro wrestling, the current style of pro wrestling would not be what it is without Ring of Honor. Because right. that's where that type of wrestling, that's where the the faster pace, the, the emphasis on technical wrestling, things like that, Ring of Honor brought that to the forefront in the United States because WCW was doing that some with the cruiserweight division and guys like Malenko and Saturn and Benoit and Guerrero, but their main event scene was past their prime former WWE guys or past their prime WCW guys. Yeah. And that was their main event scene. WWE was, especially in 2002, you know, they had, you know, they had Triple H and Brock Lesnar and things, but they were still going into a transition too because the Rocket left and things like that. And But they weren't doing, outside of a Kurt Angle, Benoit, Rey Mysterio, you know, Eddie, guys like that. But it wasn't, the same as what Ring of Honor was doing because it was just amazing. The quality of wrestling in Ring of Honor, especially the bigger it got, and it got to the point where it was like the hottest wrestling product in the world. Especially like especially like 2010s in there. It was like just amazing. One thing that really hurt Ring of Honor is they haven't been able to recover from was when the mass exodus that ended up being AEW. When right. all those guys left at once. You, I mean, you had Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Cody, the Bucks, Hangman. All of those guys left and went and formed AEW. And it's a huge, it's a huge group of talent. Adam Cole. You mm-hmm. know, Adam Cole left. He ended up going to WWE first. But Adam Cole left as well earlier that year. But you just had this huge amount of talent leave at one time. And I don't think they ever recovered from that. I mean, they've got some amazing talent now. But, I mean, you can't have that many people leave at one time. And then it leaves a hole that you – it's going to take a long time to fill that gap. Yeah, especially that caliber. Yeah. And, I mean, I can't – I can't fault Cody and the Young Bucks, especially because, I mean, they were, it's like, okay, yes, you're big stars in the Ring of Honor, you know, and deservedly so. You can also be big stars here, and you're going to be executives. Right. You know, because everybody knows Cody's, you know, one of the top executives. A lot of people forget, and me included, that the Young Bucks are also part of their executives. Yep, and Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega, yeah, totally. See, there we go. I mean... Because Cody gets quite a bit of the spotlight for that. Yeah. And, you know, they had just come off with doing the show in uh, New York. Because they, yeah. they ran the garden, didn't they? Yeah, they were in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, they, they ran the garden. And they had the deal going with, was it New Japan? Yep. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Cody got that, you know, what, um, 
uh, Conrad Thompson refers to as that sweet Tony Khan money. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, so, and yeah, like you said, you can't fault them for leaving, but in the, I mean, all of their contracts, they, they, you know, they completed all their dates. They wrestled out their contracts, whatever. Um, but it's like with, that's a lot of star power to lose. Mm-hmm. It's hard to keep, it's hard to keep eyes on your product when you lose that much star power at once. That would be like, that'd be like right now with WWE if they lost Roman Reigns, Brock, Bianca, Becky, Sasha, you know, Drew. If they lost their core main event people, if they lost all of them at once, it would be hard for WWE to keep eyes on their product with that kind of, with that kind of star power gone. Right. And I think even though, you know, all the, the stars leaving, it would have freed up some money uh, to pay new people coming in. But unfortunately, yeah. a lot, well, before the alternative to WWE and Impact, because you, you, some people were kind of kind of resistant to work for Impact because they had heard some issues with Dixie and they've heard, you know, other horror stories and. You know, so maybe and maybe they had and left a bad taste in their mouth, and they're like, "Oh, let me try something a little different." You know, I could go to Impact, and yeah, I'd, I'm in or WWE, or especially WWE, and I'd and I'd be mid card at best. I come to Ring of Honor, and I could be at the top of the card. Yeah, and they're still a good company. Yeah, and but then that was one of the one of the things about AEW is oh now all of a sudden there's another alternative, and by the way, this alternative became the second best company or the yeah and they're off the bat national television not syndicated television right and that's a lot of the problem with ring of honor too is you know being able to be seen on tv it's like they're you know when i used to have cable always watched ring of honor i wasn't going to be home i would record it but it was always on a syndicated station and mm-hmm. you know it's hard to keep that viewership. It's like when ECW had TV, they were always, you know, middle of the night on a syndicated station if you weren't in Philly. And right. Then, so it's hard for a company to, you know, there are company, there are some companies that are doing it, but it's hard to have that, to have the fans keep up with it when it's hard to find it on TV. Right. Oh, I, I definitely agree with that because I was even thinking the other day and just about, uh, not necessarily about wrestling, but just about TV in general. Um, well, wrestling was part of it. Okay. <laughs> because, uh, you know, I used to watch, uh, you know, the Mid-Atlantic stuff. A lot of that was on syndicated channels. Yeah. You know, it wasn't on the major um network channels i mean and i know it wasn't part of their program because it was on saturday morning after cartoons went off right and you know i would flip it to another channel you know to watch mid-atlantic championship wrestling then later on that night i was watching worldwide championship wrestling which is also mid-atlantic i mean it's part of the same area and then sometimes i could catch uh world class if the channel would come in right because you know that was you know uh black and white tv with the rabbit ear antennas Yeah, and, and I'd have to stand there on one leg, holding one of the antennas, <laughs> you know, at an angle, trying to watch it. 
but I would, I'd stand there for an hour if I had to, <laughs> just so I could see it. but that was you know, world-class and, but there were so many syndicated channels back then. And I remember specifically the channel that I was able to watch world-class occasionally. And this is, you know, we didn't, we didn't have cable. Uh, we didn't get cable basically until my mom married my stepdad and we don't have for a few months and we moved to Hopkinsville and we didn't get it again for like six months. Right. You know, so um, but world class started coming on ESPN and a AWA started coming on ESPN. Yeah. So I, I'd always try to try to go to people's houses to watch it, yeah. you know, because I knew they had ESPN and, and I think global also started coming on ESPN at some point. And, yeah. um, but then I was thinking the other day, I was like, what syndicated channels are left? Because that channel that I used to watch World Class on became a Fox station. When Remember when Fox started? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, it was like, okay, you have 21 Jump Street and Simpsons and, well, we'll figure out something else. Yeah, we'll figure out something else, but, but yeah. we got that. You know, we're going to start with this. Yeah, and, and really they built it off that. And then, you know, the, um, the WB came on and uh, CW and uh, Spike TV now, which some some cases is, it's like they're syndicated, but they're cable. There's a weird. Yeah, yeah there's a blurred line with how you categorize them. Right, because TNN used to be the the Nashville network, and then it became the national network, and then. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, and. Isn't that what morphed into Spike TV later on? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but yeah, they just don't have as many options anymore. I mean, and I'll give it to Sinclair. They're, they're, they're still around. I mean, 193 yeah. syndicated stations and, you know, so they're in uh, our, got to think of it. like, you know what? The only station that, um, that I know of that I could watch Ring of Honor here is a local syndicated station. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's how it is here. Yep. And yeah. um, it's hard to compete when you've got WWE on USA Network and Fox, and then you've got AEW on TBS and TNT. Right. So, you know. And then you have Impact on. Impact. Uh, is on uh, Access TV. Access, okay. Yeah. yeah I, I couldn't remember um, because Impact are actually, I think they're on right now as we're recording. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and then Ring of Honor here, it comes on Saturdays. Yeah, that's how it is here. It comes okay. on Saturday, usually about noon. Okay, here it's Saturdays at like 11 o'clock at night. Oh, okay. You know, so it, yeah, it is me DVRing it and then catching it when I can. And it's only yeah. an hour long. So I, I try to, but I mean, I, um, uh, it, it's not like when I was a kid and I had all the time in the world. <laughs> so, and nothing against them because they're doing what they have to do. Mm -hmm. But it's been hard for me to watch the empty arena shows. And I think that's another thing too is because the, you know, the crowd makes a lot of that. Mm -hmm. You know, that atmosphere makes a lot of the presentation of the show. And it's hard watching, you know, it's got to be hard for the wrestlers competing in an empty arena without the crowd. And it's hard to watch it, you know, the empty arena matches. Like with WWE, it's like it was 
so hard watching those performance center matches. At least with the Thunderdome, there was the semblance of a crowd there. Yes. It was a little it was easier to watch with the Thunderdome, but with the performance center when they were doing it there, it was just like it's like they were wrestling in a ghost town. And oh it was, it was just hard to watch. Yeah, because it felt like you were just watching them train. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I don't know if you saw the footage where um, they were showing when they show it here on the East Coast. Of course, it was on eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not showing it necessarily at five o'clock on the West Coast, right? You know, a lot of times it's on a three-hour delay, and they'll bring it up at eight o'clock there. Yeah. And um, apparently, when they were doing one of those, when they were supposed to be at a commercial, well, instead of cutting to the commercial, they had the camera still on. The performers the would just stop. They yeah. would just stopped and were just kind of hanging out and yeah. waiting for them to come back from the commercial break. And then they start, and they caught that on camera. Yeah. And, and it's like, yeah. yeah, it just, you know, it just takes you out of it that way. It does. And it hurts. I mean, and everybody knows kayfabe is gone for the most part. Yeah. And even though when we do have, guests on the show we do try to promote their uh their shows as best we can um and including you know when they're saying what they're going to do their opponent and um but everybody knows i mean it is a work it is not it is not fake do not ever use that word around me don't ever use it around dwellin nope yeah cannot stand that word but but for them to do that, you know, at least try to maintain the illusion, you yeah, know, because like, I mean, we're supposed to, you know, suspend our disbelief, but it's hard to do when you're showing them just pa- literally pausing the match and taking a break. We should never see that on camera. Exactly. And well, like you said, I mean, I think that that's what also kind of hurt ring of honor has kind of led them to make this kind of a drastic decision not as harsh as wcw them finding out the day of yeah, um or, or being bought out. yeah yeah and because i found out that morning in 2001 um it was it was hey wwf has bought wcw and i was like what <laughs> and um, and it's, I was like, okay, I haven't watched it really since we got back, but I'm going to turn it on tonight because I'm going to be, I just out of curiosity. I'm like, how are they yeah. going to do this? And well, ring of honor, they don't really have anybody trying to buy the mess. I mean, I think they are, they're going to give it a shot and I think it is doable, but I mean, it, they're, they're kind of running on a thread. If you think about it, I mean. I mean, it is doable, but it will not be. The the Ring of Honor that we know will be done. Yes. It will not be be the Ring of Honor that, you know, that I've watched for like the last 10 plus years. It won't be, it will not be the same at all because it's just that roster. People have come and gone, but the core people behind the scenes and that roster is just amazing. And the legacy, a lot of people don't realize a lot of people's favorite wrestlers 
you can thank Ring of Honor because that's mm-hmm. where they that's where they got their big shot, and that's what made other companies notice them. You look at WWE. You've got Seth Rollins, uh, Kevin Owens, uh, Damian Priest. Let me think. Cesaro. Um, Cesaro, uh, really? Yeah, Cesaro was okay. uh, him and Chris Hero were the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. They were called the Kings of Wrestling. Um, yeah, Cesaro was in Ring of Honor. Um, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, Roderick Strong. I know Samoa Joe uh, was. Yeah, Samoa Joe. That's just to name a few from you know the WWE side. You look at AEW, uh, Brian Danielson, Sam Punk, Adam Cole, the Bucks. Uh, Kenny Omega wrestled there for a time. Uh, Hangman Page, Frankie Kazarian. Um, you know, a big chunk of both. A big chunk of both companies top stars got their big break in Ring of Honor. Many of those guys were former Ring of Honor world champions. Like CM Punk got noticed because that was the whole thing with the summer of Punk because CM Punk's contract was coming up. He had already announced he was going to sign with WWE and he was the, the face. So then he ends up on what was supposed to be his final match in the company, wins the Ring of Honor world championship, turns heel and signs his WWE contract on the Ring of Honor world title. <laughs> That's wow. what started the summer of Punk. But WWE noticed him. You know, he got on their radar from his work in Ring of Honor. Same with Daniel Bryan. Same with Joe. A lot of these, you know, a lot of their top stars, a lot of their, you know, Damian Priest is the United States champion right now. He was Punishment Martinez in Ring of Honor. He was the world television champion. Oh, he's amazing, uh, too. Yeah. Um, New Japan has uh, oh, another one in NXT, Kushida, uh, former Ring of Honor World Television Champion. Uh, there's wrestlers in New Japan that have come through the doors of Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor in the last 19 years has shaped pro wrestling more than a lot of people realize. And I've seen people go back and forth on Twitter talking about how... Um, you know, talking about, you know, you've got, you've got those WWE loyalists that are like, well, NXT did this and NXT did that. NXT came in, the NXT before 2.0 that came to be was created because they were chasing Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Because that was the reason the, the work rate was so high in NXT during those peak years is because they were doing everything they could to emulate and surpass Ring of Honor because that's where that work rate was first noticed. And that's why they cherry-picked everybody. Kyle O'Reilly, former uh, Ring of Honor world champion. Um, Bobby Fish, who is an AEW now, Ring of Honor world television champion. It's just a multitude of amazing wrestlers have plied their trade in Ring of Honor. I personally think, and we can uh, kind of throw some ideas out, if they want to make it work, I think one of the first things they should do, honestly, is to move out of Baltimore. Yeah. Um, And even though Baltimore has a very, very rich wrestling tradition, I mean, it's an historic town. It's a great wrestling town. 
But right now, I think it's kind of hurting them. And it's really, it's because I think Maryland is really not allowing any kind of um, assemblies right now. No, I don't think so. And see, that's hurting them. So if they were to, even if it's just temporary, move somewhere else. Yeah. You know, move move into Ohio temporarily. I'm not just saying that because I live here. But I mean, because they could move into eastern Ohio, northeastern Ohio, up near Cleveland. And because obviously, you know, Ohio is actually allowing assemblies because I've been to several shows. Even right. if you have to mask up, hey, so be it. Boom, go. Exactly. And yeah, so just go ahead, take care of that. I mean, that way you get in um, Ohio. I mean, I will say they, the, the state itself, I mean, is a pretty big wrestling town. Well, hello, kitty. You're just going to stand right there in front of the camera. So Dwayne can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I hope, I hope all our listeners like hearing that, <laughs> but, um, but they could also do, uh, Pennsylvania. Um, Actually, they're they're doing crowds in Pennsylvania. They're yeah. doing assemblies because AEW's had a show there because Britt Baker had kind of a homecoming there. Yeah, yep. So Baltimore is not that far away from the Pennsylvania state line. So they could run shows out of that temporarily just to get a live crowd because people want to go watch wrestling. Yeah. And, and so maybe they're thinking, okay, by April it'll be more relaxed in Maryland where they can actually have crowds again when they can bring crowds because Baltimore will bring a crowd because I mean, it is a, that is one of the, uh, the big wrestling towns. And so yeah. I don't, I, I can't fault them for being located there to begin with because it is such a wrestling hotbed. But right now, just because the state, literally the, the state it's located in is um, also kind of hurting them a little bit. And yeah, not that, but Baltimore, um, it, it's not the same as what it was when I lived there. Um, I actually used to like going to Baltimore, but yeah, I've talked to people there now and they're like, yeah, they're like, it's gotten bad, like real bad. <laughs> you know, the inner Harbor used to be a, a nice place to go, but they certainly like not as much anymore as what it used to be. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, very, very historic town, you know, so, uh, but I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of money and, and I get, uh, the Sinclair group, I'm not saying they should move. I'm just saying this. Yeah. yeah this run, run the shows outside of Baltimore right now. Right. Uh, them not using, them going to a non-contracted format. I mean, it. it could work. I'm just, I don't know. It's just like there's said, no way uh, there's no way they can go to a 100% non-contracted format because no. Yeah. Um, because right now there's too many options for other people to go and work. Right. So I either go to ring, I either go to the new ring of honor and not be under contract and just get paid by appearance. Which some people do that. I mean, some people still do that because they move around you know, like the old territory days, they go from this this company to this company. But a lot of people are going to want some type of security. They're going to want to be under some sort of contract, even if it's a short-term deal. They're going to want something in writing stating, I'm going to get paid for so many dates, you know. Exactly. 
you know, the, the days of the, you know, the handshake agreements are long gone. So it's like people want, you know, people want that secure paycheck. Right. Cause that's how WCW, that's how they were getting, you know, the names, that's how they ended up building up to where they were, they beat the WWF and the ratings 83 weeks in a row was yeah they were offering actual contracts and while the Vince McMahon was saying well we'll give you a downside guarantee trust me my handshake is good and he said I don't give guaranteed contracts I give opportunities and it's like right this but over here down south they're giving guaranteed contracts Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna go down here and make this money thank you for the opportunity but I'm gonna go over here where I know I'm gonna get paid yeah, not only am I going to get paid, but I'm not going to be in the road as much. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because like Scott, the- Scott Hall, he's he he wrestled a third of the dates that well, a third of the days that he was on the road would have been on the road with WWE for he said for like almost three times a month. Yeah. He's like, who's not going to take that? Right. Like and he said, I'm wrestling a like 100 days a year instead of 300 days a year for three times the money he's like who's not gonna take that deal and wcw they had stopped doing house shows because they were losing money at house shows and bischoff came in and he's found out they're like well if we're losing money let's just let's do more no if you're losing money adam don't do them yeah Yeah. (laughs) and and it's what they were doing the, the guarantee contracts and then WWF finally started doing the guarantee contracts. And here's a good trivia question for you. Do you know who signed the very first uh, guarantee contract with WWF? I do not know. Mark Marrow. Really? He was the first one. Wow. You know, so, know yeah. Um, what was it? WrestleMania uh, 12 was when all of a sudden he showed up. I'm the wild man, Mark Marrow. I remember that, but I didn't know his. I didn't know he signed a guaranteed deal. That's crazy. Yeah, apparently he was the first one to actually sign a guaranteed contract, which is, you know, a weird trivia question. It's kind of like the. Um, also, who is the first player to be cut by the Carolina Panthers? There's no, <laughs> you know, uh, Bill Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, just kind of weird things we know, ladies and gentlemen. That's what what Joanna and I thrive on. You know, if you yeah. play us a trivia pursuit, you will lose. Yep. <laughs> so, I'm, all, I'm all about the useless information. That's right. <laughs> that's what my wife always says. I'm full of useless information. Oh, yeah. My wife, she says the same thing. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, but with Ring of Honor, with them trying to go to something like that, they, they cannot do 100% because then you also run the risk of like an Alundra Blaze or uh, Flair. I mean, uh, Flair, he he was never really on a contract with WCW. It was just he was the world champion, and um, yeah. he said, "Okay, I'll give up the belt, but you're going to pay me my deposit." And, and so, he, and when they didn't want to give him the deposit, he took the belt with him. Yeah. No, so, uh, uh, and then so you run into risk or something like that. So, well, look, and you also it's going to be hard to. It's going to be hard to bring in because you're going to need some bigger names to get it off the ground. And it's going to be hard to keep. It's not going to be hard to bring in bigger names, but it's going to be hard to keep bigger names mm-hmm. when it's a not when you're not under contract. Where I mean, where 
you can just come and go as you please, you know, especially with egos in wrestling, unfortunately, you could have a guy come in and agree to four or five dates to do this storyline, him not like the finish, and he's not under contract, so he's not obligated to show up. Right. So he could just no-show, and then the whole storyline's ruined, the whole show's ruined, because you booked it around that story, and it's just, it's a real slippery slope having it being non-contracted. Uh, my, I'm curious to know where a lot of these people are going to go, because, I mean, WWE's made their stand about not picking up any independent talent. They're trying to do their own homegrown thing, and, uh, but, I mean, you've still got Impact, you've still got AEW, uh, like I said before, Game Changer Wrestling, people need to, you know, keep their eye on them, because, uh, They've got, right now, I mean, they've got some big names involved. John Moxley is their world champion. The Briscoes are their world tag team champions. I mean, they've got some, they've got some pretty big names working for them. And it's the, the product itself, even without them, the product itself is getting really good. So I think that's going to end up, if they can keep that momentum going, that's going to be another viable place for people to go. And isn't Game Changer, aren't they also kind of known for death matches, or no? Um, they they are. They do a lot. Of, they kind of remind me of ECW. They have a lot of the hardcore stuff. Okay. But there's also technical stuff sprinkled in. Okay. Also, your standard wrestling matches with your more technical style sprinkled in. So, it's kind of got that old school ECW vibe to it, where you get a little bit of everything. Okay, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'd say yeah, that's definitely a viable option. Of course, if somebody chooses, they could always go over to Japan and and yeah. try it out there. Yeah, um, you've got uh, yeah, you've got Dragon Gate. You've got, of course, New Japan Pro Wrestling. You've got uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, you've got there's options overseas too. Yep, and a lot of people don't realize Puerto Rico is actually still an option and. Yep. I mean, and I, granted, I know over the past three years, a lot of people don't want to go there because of what happened to Bruiser Brody. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I, I can't really fault them for that either because, like, yeah, they literally stabbed a dude in the, the shower. In the shower. <laughs> and literally had the trial, like, in secret. Mm-hmm. And nobody knew until it was over and the dude got acquitted. Right. And that dude is one of their head guys. Yeah. Uh, actually, he may be retired by now, I would think. I mean, yeah, but back then he was like, no, he was it. I mean, yeah, but I mean, but it is still an option. They can always go over to, well, somewhat go over to Europe because I know the traveling, traveling over to Europe uh, is a little, maybe a little difficult because of the COVID restrictions. Yeah. Um, But they can also, if they started at, at an indie place, they can always go back to yeah. an indie. Yeah, they, they definitely started as an indie place and then, you know, a lot of it was word of mouth because, you know, they were really small. I mean, they started out doing shows in, like, high school gyms. Right. And, you know, with a few hundred people, but 
the product was so good, the word of mouth got out, and, you know, they ended up, you know, becoming a pretty big deal and pretty influential in wrestling. I mean, they could start it again, and, I mean, I'm interested to see what they're going to do next April, but I still feel like the Ring of Honor that most of us knew, as we know it now, will be done after the end of the year. Yeah, it, mean, it, it won't be the same. I think the final battle pay-per-view that they're going to have in December is pretty appropriate. The name is pretty appropriate because I think this will be the final battle for this version of Ring of Honor. And they really need to look at it like what they call it a re-imaging. Take a chance to step back and look around and see, okay, who can we get to maybe rebuild and one name that always that's popping up in my mind right now is um adam Scherer or braun Strowman. yes he's yeah, gonna be going by titan by the way i saw that and i actually meant to send a message to uh well somebody in the nwf because they have and a wrestler I, there yeah i meant to message um joe pro because we were talking about titan on the show with him mm-hmm. and I was thinking, as soon as I saw that he was gonna he was gonna go by Titan, I was like, "Wait a minute, does he know there's already somebody going by Titan?" <laughs> exactly, and uh, I was like, "Who? How's that gonna work out?" Because you know the Titan that's in NWF. I mean, he's been going by that name for quite a while. Yeah, and I'm gonna guess. I mean, that, that Adam Adam Shear or Sure. I'm not sure how to say it. Or Skur or. Um, We'll, we'll just call him just we'll just call him Adam. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he may not know there's somebody already named he Titan. He may not, especially like yeah, he may not know that somebody else goes by Titan, but. And actually, I think the NWF Titan. I think he might go by King Titan, or the Great. Oh, you know, I I think yeah. So, so that might yeah. If there's a little variation, then it'll be then it'll be all right. But if it's just if he just goes by Titan, then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of like you go from Christian to Christian Cage. I mean, that's yeah. all it takes is that little bit of a difference, and yep. they can do it. But, um, but one of the reasons I was asking at the kind of beginning, like who their Booker is, because some of the things they they pointed out on one of Conrad's uh, podcasts, I think is probably the one with Shivani, is when Dusty Rhodes was the Booker. Yeah, he caught a lot of flack from people because he always put himself in the title picture for every title. And he was always pushing himself and then later on pushing Dustin uh, to the moon. And yeah. sometimes at, you know, at, at the, the sake and detriment of everybody else. But Shivani even pointed out, you know that if you put the title on yourself, you know you're not going anywhere. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the Bern Gagne philosophy because mm-hmm. he had so many guys bail on him. He just made himself world champion because he knew he wasn't leaving. Yeah, he wasn't going to leave. And so, if they were trying to, to do this no no contract thing, you know, you just everything's a one night deal. And if you, so, basically, they would have to be the largest independent company. Because yeah. that's the way the indies work. I mean, they don't have con- as far as I know. Uh, yeah, I've never they don't have contracts. They just work on a per. They just get paid per appearance. Right, and 
you know, and, and some of the ones like even like in the NWF, I just because I keep up with them on Twitter, I know they wrestle not just for the NWF, but they wrestle for the other company that's in Cincinnati, which apparently is a, a thorn in some people's side. Um, uh, it sounds like there's there's a there's a story there, and and I'd love to find out, but I'm not gonna pry too much because I mean I'll, I'll admit I mean I enjoy the NWF and you know and we have a good relationship with them you right. know, because of that. So and they're they're a great organization, but some of them that you know I know like Lord Crew he he's been wrestling down in Georgia. But then he may fly back Saturday to wrestle here. Then he'll go somewhere else. And then Big Mom herself said, you know, she and Riley and some other ones are heading down to Texas. And then they were just in North Carolina. And uh, they've wrestled up in Lima for the the war uh, promotion, which, oh, my God, I cannot think of his name right now. But the promoter, I think, um, uh, are you friends with him as well? The guy he runs the war promotion out of like a red Lima, Ohio. I'm not sure. Um, I'll have to at least send you a screenshot of his name. Cause I don't know if you can like suggest friends like the way you used to on Facebook, yeah. uh, but you got to check him out. I mean, he, he posts something every day, um, almost like a philosophy when it comes to like running a wrestling show. Oh, okay. And uh, I mean, and it's, it's good stuff. I mean, yeah. Um, I, in fact, I need to, uh, I need to see if I could actually maybe get him on the show at some point just to kind of give his take on things. Yeah. You know, because good. I mean, oh man, you listen to him, you, you read this and you go, huh, okay. You know, and um, I mean, and, and it's good stuff. I mean, a lot of it's it just, some of it's just flat out plain good old leadership stuff. Yeah. You know, but it, but he's applying it right to the, being a wrestling promoter. I mean, it's great. But and, and that, and maybe that's something else that, if the Sinclair group is willing to just kind of step back and rebuild, I mean, it's almost like, okay, the restaurant just closed for COVID. You know what? While we're closed, let's renovate. Yeah. And then when it's time to reopen, you know, so they could be doing that. They could be getting somebody like a, um, a formerly known as Braun Strowman. They could be, be getting some of these other ones that have don't want to be part of WWE. And maybe they, they, Maybe they may not even want to be part of the AEW mid card. Maybe you want to go to Ring of Honor where they get more visibility. And yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah, uh, oh, dude, there's so many scenarios that could be playing out here. And yeah, and plus the one, and this is probably a long shot, but one of us could hit the lottery and then we buy it. Exactly. You know, you know, um, we'll call it the, the, the DNS, the DAS Wrestling Federation. No, <laughs> uh, we'll get uh, because we can't call it the SAD. That'd just be sad. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, we could rename, move it to Hopkinsville. I'd give give people in Hopkinsville something to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing to do there. Yeah, you know, because the town limits keep moving, <laughs> which is so funny. <laughs> I've explained that to people how the businesses keep building right inside the town limits. So they keep moving the town limits to get them. So they get the taxes from them. Yep. <laughs> so, people be in Oak Grove before too long. Oh, it's getting close now. It really is. But anyway, um, but I don't know, dude. I mean, I hate to see any company like this, especially one that it has, I mean, they were never the biggest. They were never even the second biggest, you know, because Impact, oh. you know, really, you always say Impact was like probably number two there for the longest time. But they were always one 
that was respected because of the names that went through there on their way to WWE or the ones when they left WWE, they decided to go there instead of Impact. And it's always a viable yeah. place to go. And then you've got guys like Jay Lethal, who mm-hmm. has been, you know, he has been Ring of Honor all the way. He started, when he first started wrestling, he started in Ring of Honor. He went to TNA for a while. When he left TNA, he went back to Ring of Honor, and he's been there ever since. And he has been, like, the star. Right. Jay Lethal is an amazing talent, and I hope that he's able to go somewhere where he can truly showcase that talent because he's amazing. Shane Taylor Promotions, Shane Taylor, uh, the guys that are with him, they're great. Uh, Shane Taylor's one of the best big men in the business. Uh, You know, great in-ring. You know, he's he's, he's got that presence about him. He's great on the mic. I hope he does big things. Jonathan Gresham is a brilliant technical wrestler. He is he is Daniel Bryan level technical. Really? He is absolutely I would put mm. right now, I would put him and Daniel Bryan as the two absolute best technical wrestlers in the world. Wow. He okay. is Jonathan Gresham is absolutely amazing. And like all the men and women for Ring of Honor you know, God bless you and thank you for the work that you do. Uh, me, personally, as a longtime Ring of Honor fan, I appreciate everything that, you know, all your hard work, and I hope you all are able to find, you know, find employment and keep doing what you love to do. Oh, yeah, um, 100%. And definitely don't don't give up just because... You know, you you've, you're holding on to the brass ring right now, and it's kind of slipping away. That doesn't mean that you can't get it again in the future. Exactly. You know, go uh, go home and go back to the company that you started with. Yeah. Because, uh, and like I said, I always go back to NWF. Right now, the NWF has two guys who have been to the top of the mountain, and now they're with NWF helping out guys. You know, Chris Harris and Larry D. Yeah. You know, yeah. and. I mean, and they're doing tremendous stuff because Larry D actually has his promotion also down in Cynthiana, Kentucky. Okay. And yeah. And, you know, and Chris Harris, I mean, I see him at every show. I still haven't talked to him yet. Cause I just, I'm like, ah, oh, you're, <laughs> you know, I mean, I <laughs> kind of, kind of marking out a little bit, you know, the, yeah. uh, you know, the little kids coming out of me again, but you see him just the way he, you know, just the way he's watching them. And it is like that coach. Okay. He's watching. Okay. He's kind of taking mental notes and then he'll tell them later on, this is good, this is not so good, you know, and and that's really helping them out. So even if, if somebody from Ring of Honor right now can't find a place to necessarily be an in-ring performer again, maybe this is a chance to say, okay, let me look at some of the other aspects of the game. Let me go behind the scenes. Let me be a trainer. Let me, you know, try to be a producer. Uh, let me try comic, something. Uh, just go, and you don't have to do it in Ring of Honor. And when it comes back, even if it doesn't come back, now you're still staying in there and you're, you're still keeping yourself viable. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, or some of you get together, start another company, Yeah. you know, it can start small and go from there. I mean, you can go, the center of the country is what Kansas. Yeah. So, and in fact, go out there, talk to, talk to Sid Holland, talk to, uh, 
Matt Stockdale. Talk to somebody like that. They'd be glad to have you out there. You know, because that's where Matt's at actually is yeah. in um, in Kansas. And, you know, so there's companies all over the place. I mean, if you do a search just for independent wrestling companies in the United States, there are so many. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. So, but yeah, whatever you do, just don't give up on your dream just because this all of a sudden you know, it has all of a sudden, it started, it's really not stopped yet because they're saying, hey, go, we're still going to pay you, so at least you've got a cushion. So. Yeah, and they still, they've got to do their TV tapings to set everything up for Final Battle, so they've still got the TV tapings for, you know, through November, early December, and then the pay-per-view. Exactly. So, a lot of them have this mindset, and I think this is great. I've seen a lot of the Ring of Honor talent on Twitter saying that if we got to go out, we're going to go out with a bang. So I have a feeling Final Battle is going to be an awesome show. I think they're going to put everything they've got into it. Not that they don't now, but I think they're right. going to go even, even more. beyond that. If it's going, to be, it's going to be the final show for a while, I think they're going to give us something to remember. Uh, so Yeah, so they're just going to turn it up to 11 and just go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so unlike WCW, their last pay-per-view where... I mean, they didn't even know the well. They knew that the company was probably on its last legs, but it wasn't official, and they were just phoning everything in. Yeah, you know, they didn't so. even try. It's like, and they had the talent to do a lot better than what they did, but mm -hmm. there was just too many egos behind the scenes, and yeah, you know. much mismanagement to write that ship. Yep. So. um like Dwayne said, God bless every single one of you. Absolutely. Yep. So, uh, so what is, is besides uh, the spectacular happening in Cincinnati, do you know of any other wrestling shows going on? Um, no, not that I can think of. Um, no. Yeah, because Survivor Series isn't until, you know, late November. Yeah, um, yeah that's not until late November. Uh, we've got probably, you know, we've got about three weeks until Survivor Series. And then I know they did update the card at full gear. Uh, we've got um, the Inner Circle versus Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and three members of American Type top team they're like mma uh some mma okay. guys uh and then of course hangman page versus kenny omega for the world title um be the finals of the uh, world title tournament I'm trying to think what else uh, i know Britt baker's defending uh I'm trying to think who else is on the show I don't know. I, that's all, that's all I know right now. But I know we'll have Rampage tomorrow, so I'm sure they'll have the up, they'll update the card because I know there's a couple of matches for the uh, the World Title Tournament tomorrow. Well, I'm just wondering on SmackDown tomorrow if Charlotte uh, is actually just going to come up there and just start slapping people just to get fired. I I, I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know. Um, I think it's good. Apparently, it's good that her and Becky are on separate shows, but yeah, 
Yeah, that's what uh, that's what I'm hearing. And Charlotte's not making any friends right now. And nope. um, yeah, great athlete, but wow, <laughs> just I could uh, you know that's that's two separate women that she's pretty much gotten into a shoot fight with on TV. <laughs> Uh, she almost, yeah, and she almost, yeah, and she almost got in. They said backstage that Sonya Deville was mad enough to fight. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know, I'd, I'd walk. I, I think I'd fight you before I'd fight Sonya Deville. Yeah, I'm walking away because she's <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. She's like, you could fat, fight me or slap Dwaylen. I'm like, all right, dude. Like we've yeah. been cool for a long time, <laughs> but <laughs> you just got to understand and exactly. and. Yeah. You know, and tell you what, I'll let you slap me first, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just to make it even already. Um, and also another thing I've, I've, and I meant to mention at the, uh, the top of the recording, Bray Wyatt or Wyndham Rotunda has changed his Twitter handle. Um, I saw something on Twitter about it, but I meant to, I meant to go cause I follow him on Twitter. I meant to go to his Twitter page, uh, Twitter account, and I forgot. What did he change it to? Wyndham Six, I believe. Because when I saw that, I went, I looked, and I was like, "Well, I'm following him already, but let me see if I have to go refollow him." And um, no, it actually I, apparently, if you have a verified account, I'm guessing that's that's how he was able to do it. Um, there we go. It's Wyndham Six. Yeah, huh. just the name Wyndham and the number six. Okay. Um, yeah, so he was able to, and I said I was already following him. Now, why he's not following me back, I don't know. You know. Yeah, um, I follow him too, and I hadn't got a follow back either. Yeah, uh, but he he tweeted out today, or at least sometime yesterday, two more days. And so, uh, how many people are in the dark order? Uh, maybe six. Not because sure. if it's five yeah. and he's calling himself six. Yeah. And he's that two days is he has two days left on his non-compete clause. Right. So, and know. it just so happens to coincide with, uh, well, but then again, yeah, they do the tapings for rampage on yeah, Wednesday after. nights. Yeah, after Do- after Dynamite, so yeah, that'd be kind of breaking the the non compete. Yeah. Um. But either way, I mean, I I think it's possible he may be jumping into um, AEW, and I think I would put him and Malachi Black together um, if he's yeah. able to do. The original Bray Wyatt character, not what it morphed into. Because I wasn't a real big fan of The Fiend. I was at first, but the more they messed with it... And, and that's what it was. They, they messed yeah, with it too it's much. Like the, the concept was great, but then you could tell that wasn't his vision of what The Fiend was supposed to be. Right. Uh, but oh well, I guess we'll, we'll find out you know, here, well, tomorrow, because... Uh, two days after yesterday is tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, make make that a quote. <laughs> That's some philosophy for you right there. <laughs> so, but uh, can't really think of anything else because I don't want to just rehash what I just watched on WrestleMania. Um, and 
because I think you and I, we we're, we both watch the same things all the time anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you don't send me the news first, I'll be sending it to you. So, uh, yeah, like Cultaholic, uh, I mean, they got such a, I had, I actually, I was get I, I had their Twitter set up where I was getting notifications every time they tweeted something. I had to turn that off <laughs> because yeah. it was like, man. Yeah. I have Cultaholic, Russell Zone and PW Insider. I have those all set on my, uh, set on my Twitter to send me notifications when they tweet something. I do get a lot, but a lot of, I just slide away. But, uh, it's just easier for me to keep up with stuff that way. Cause a lot of times you get lost in a rabbit hole on Twitter really quick. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll also get notifications when some guy named fat daddy 73 tweets something, but I've heard he's a pretty good guy, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you ought to meet him sometime. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, but I cannot think of any other news. And like I said, this is going to be kind of interesting to watch how Ring of Honor all all plays out. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, and as usual, we really don't have an agenda for Monday. We just kind of figured out on the fly. It kind of depends on what happens this weekend. But we're always throwing ideas at each other. And but with the caveat, hey, we could do this if nothing yeah. big happens in the news but th- and this was yeah. a pretty big news item yeah we always let the wrestling news dictate the show so if something big happens then that's what we'll go with yep and you never know we may get another request for an interview and i'm actually going to put out feelers for uh interviews this weekend and if anybody who's listening uh who's affiliated with the wrestling business in any way if they would like to be interviewed just let one of or both of us know and we will do our best to get a schedule but until then my friend and hi avi uh, until my friend and my friend's daughter (laughs) (laughs) until we talk again man god bless god bless man